Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got our second instalment of Coach's Clipboard for Finals Week 1. If you haven't listened to the content already from yesterday afternoon, last night, we had the Melbourne Storm and the Brisbane Broncos. So the Coach's Clipboard of Kevin Walters and the great Craig Bellamy, a very, very good chat there. We're going to get stuck into today the Penrith Panthers and the New Zealand Warriors. Now, before I do start this, depending on when you're listening to this, you might have some updated information on Sean Johnson on whether he is playing or not. At the time of recording, All that we know is that Sean Johnson is 50-50 to play, so we don't have any further information. So if you guys do have further information by the time you listen to this, obviously take that on board, and that obviously dramatically changes things. But I've just had to go with the gut here. I still think SJ will play, so I'm going to assume that he is playing for the purposes of this podcast because he obviously is a very key cog for the Penrith Panthers. All right, let's kick off with the home team. Uh, we have got Ivan Cleary here and his coach's clipboard. Obviously, this team, their fourth final series in a row, uh, attempting to win their third premiership in a row, uh, and obviously going for their fourth grand final in a row, which is pretty fucking impressive. They are at home in this game, Blue Bet Stadium, where they do their very best work, taking on the New Zealand Warriors, who are new to finals footy. I think the last time they played was 2018, and I think the last time they won a finals game uh, was the prelim final of 2011, so it has been a long time between drinks. Obviously, that was Sean Johnson's first year in first grade where they went all the way to the grand final. So it has been a long time since they have featured in finals footy. But this Warriors side, obviously, they've got SJ. He's played a lot of big games. You know, Chan Sinkle clock start. He's obviously been to a grand final very recently. I think AFB's played some finals footy with Manly and whatnot. They've got a few guys that have played patches of finals footy here and there. Dylan Walker's obviously a premiership winner. Torhu Harris, obviously a premiership winner. So it's not like they are completely depleted of big game experience. But as a team, as a franchise, the Warriors, they are 
pretty not new, but they haven't had too much experience of, of finals footy. So it is going to be a big test for them. Ivan Cleary and his Panthers, they're obviously on the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's have a look at his coach's clipboard. The first guy I've got here is Adam Fanua Blake. We spoke about him a lot in Bloke and a Bar this week, on Bloke and a Bar this week, sorry, about how this is one of the biggest games of his career, taking on James Fisher-Harris and Mazzaliotto, the two guys that have just been the kings of final footy as far as front row forwards go over the last few years. I'll read you what I've got here for AFB. Outside of Payne Haas, there is there probably isn't a bigger individual challenge when it comes to front row forwards. Ivan will have Liotta and Fish right up for this one. If the Panthers allow AFB to play his best footy, the Warriors will grow an extra limb very quickly. If he's bending the line and offloading, the Warriors will go to another level. AFB, I think, can be described the other day. He has been playing at a Dally M front row forward level, and I completely agree. It's been an unbelievable season for AFB, and I'll tell you what, taking home the scalp of Mosley Otter and Fisher Harris, it would be the absolute cherry on top. Torhu Harris has been named. We've heard rumours over the last few weeks that he could miss the entire final series. It's always very hard to get any mail out of the New Zealand Warriors. If he's named, you assume he will play, but if he's not there, even more pressure on AFB. And as I said on Bloke the other day, I think two weeks ago, I would have pulled AFB aside and said, hey, you're about to play one of the biggest games of your career. This is your forward pack. You are the alpha in this side, and you're either going to take on Payne Haas or you're going to take on Fish and Mosliotta. I think most people would say, geez, I think I'd rather the Penrith boys than Payne Haas. For me, this is the hardest challenge in rugby league because we know what happens with these two. They go to a brand new level. Take yourself back to grand final day last year. Reed Campbell-Gillard, Junior Bolo, Ryan Madison, all these huge representative gun players for the Parramatta Eels and Moses Liotta, the one that no one ever talks about, they absolutely went to water against him. He bullied the Parramatta Eels forward pack on grand final day and he's done it in the finals on a number of occasions. Been reasonably quiet this year by his standards. I think that him and Fish, they'll be butting heads this week, getting themselves up for a huge performance. They want that week off the front row forwards and at home, you know they're going to perform. So AFB, he needs to be at his absolute best and it is up to the Penrith Panthers to stop him. How you do it, I'm not quite sure. I think you try and wrap the ball up as much as you can. I think you have a challenge to not allow AFB to have any offloads throughout this game. You know, If he gets one or two away, so be it, but you want to keep it as low as you possibly can. You don't want this Warriors team playing second phase footy. I think Wade Egan, off the back of any momentum he gathers, I think Wade Egan has been fantastic this year. He has improved out of sight. Obviously a Penrith junior that's gone over there to the New Zealand Warriors, but the Penrith Panthers, they will have AFB on their whiteboard as as the guy to stop. Because I think realistically, you think about all the guys in this team that have been killing it this year, Sean Johnson, Chancellor Clockstar, DWZ, it all starts from AFB. And if they're able to minimise the impact he can have through the middle, it just cuts everyone else's time down as well. So AFB, he will be a key, key cog for the Penrith Panthers to stop this week. Let's have a look at our next one. It says SJ's Edge. And remember, guys... Regardless of what you've heard, we're using the information we've got right now at recording, assuming that SJ is playing. But we do know that SJ isn't 100%. He hasn't goal kicked the last few weeks, so he's not 100%. We know that for sure. And if he's 50-50 coming into this game, I think the Panthers have to use that to their advantage. What I've written here, question marks around his availability. But let's assume SJ plays. He is the key to all that they do. The chief of one of, if not the most lethal edge in rugby league, the right edge for the Waz. Considering he isn't at 100%, I would be cutting down his time all night. Force him to run 
or head infield. A huge job for Sorensen and Critter on that edge. Part of me thinks this is why Critter was shifted to the left side last week. So a huge test for the Penrith Panthers on that edge. You would have noticed last week, Isaac Tungo actually shifted to right centre in his return, and Stephen Crichton played left centre. A very interesting move considering where they've been all season, considering Isaac Tungo's always sort of been a left centre. It wouldn't surprise me if they've made this move because they've given Critter the, the, the job to shut down the New Zealand Warriors on this edge. That wouldn't shock me at all. You think about last week, I think the Penrith Panthers, by the time they played, they knew they could win the Pine Premiership. They knew where the Warriors were going to finish, I'm pretty sure. So I re- it wouldn't surprise me if Ivan has thought a week ahead and gone, you know what, I'm going to plug Critter at left centre this week. If we can shut down the New Zealand Warriors' right edge and SJ down that side, I think we can win this game. And I think for SJ, what they will do is they'll put a lot of pressure on him. I think they will either they'll get up in his face and they'll force him to play early or head in field. Now, we know with SJ, he's got one of the most dangerous running games our game has ever seen. He is older and he is injured. I am more than happy to force SJ to run. I think if you can take the Warriors out of their comfort zone and force them to play a different way instead of going down that right edge, which they've you know just peeled teams all year like clockwork, it won't be that easy against the Penrith Panthers. They will have a plan to counter it, and I think Stephen Crichton's going to be key. We know he's the intercept king. We know that Sean Johnson's going to be aware of that. I think their plan will be to really Really pressure Sean Johnson. I think the edge back rower on that edge, Scotty Sorensen, he has a spell last week. He'll be coming in fresh and his job will be you get in the face of Sean Johnson. You let him know that you are there every time force him to head infield, run, or make a quick decision. And that's where Stephen Crichton can do some of his best work. So I'm expecting a real up-and-in-your-face uh, defense from the Penrith Panthers on the left edge, taking on the Warriors' right edge, and they're going to force SJ into thinking faster than what he has all year because they've really just gone through the motions this year, the Warriors, and they've just peeled back all these bang-average teams all season. But you come up against these top four teams, and it is a different game. And the Panthers, I believe they've got a game plan ready for SJ and his right edge, and I think it is sent around Stephen Crichton and him moving to that centre spot. We'll see how it plays out there, but that's how I can see it happening. And as I said, SJ is not 100%. I am happy to force him to run. Force him infield, that's where you want the Warriors to be. You want to take away their best strike weapon, which all year has been their right edge and DWZ out there. There is the counter-attack, though. If SJ can get, the, if, if they are up and in quickly, there's the kick behind the line, there's the cutout ball. If SJ can get these right, they could really take advantage of it. But I think the Penrith Panthers, they'll back themselves to get it right. My last point that I think Ivan Cleary has to be aware of, ball movement through the middle. The Warriors' ball movement through the middle is where I think they could worry this Panthers pack. I do think this is a big reason why the Eels quite often beat the Panthers. Their ball movement through their pack is top shelf. Between Torhu, AFB, and Dill Walker especially, this is a spot where the Panthers' defense need to be at their best. These Warriors will move the ball to gain momentum. I do think it's a little underrated factor about, you know, obviously outside of the grand final where I think the the Parramatta Eels went a little bit away from what they do best. But I think it is a big factor that this Parramatta Eels forward pack, they quite often tend to worry uh, the Penrith Panthers. And I do think it's got a lot to do with the ball playing forwards that they've got. Whether it is, you know, a Bryce Cartwright uh, over the years, Isaiah Papali, Junior Bolo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, all these guys, Ryan Madison, they can all shift the ball around the middle. And I do think it is a spot where you can worry the Penrith Panthers when you get it right. I would argue this year, there hasn't been a forward pack that has shifted the ball better than 
than the New Zealand Warriors. Between AFB, Torhu, and Dylan Walker, they have been tremendous. I would also be injecting Josh Curran through the middle here as well. Mitchie Barnett's got a handy pass on him as well. They are all big guys with big motors who all have soft hands, and that's what you need with this Penrith Panthers side. I think that if you want to just go with brute force and just take them on, the Panthers go beautiful. We know we're going to outmuscle you, and we know we're going to do it for longer than you, so we're happy to play that game. I do think you have to have a little bit of ball movement around the ruck to try and get this Penrith Panthers side. Mitch Kenny, it's his first game back in a few weeks, coming back from injury. It'll be interesting to see how he handles the middle and these big boys when they are moving the ball around. I still think Mitch Kenny will be just fine. He's fucking tough as nails and fit as all hell. But the ball movement of the New Zealand Warriors, especially when Dylan Walker comes onto the field, I think against a lot of these sides, the Warriors, they start to get a little bit of an advantage in the first 20 minutes against, you know, the 12 other teams in this competition that aren't the top four sides, then Dill Walker comes on and he just changes the pace of everything instantly. And I think that's where they get their big advantage. They really need to nail this against the Penrith Panthers. It is the one thing that I think Ivan Cleary would be a little bit worried about is how they move the ball around the ruck. And the Warriors, they're going to have to get it exactly right. But the Panthers, their communication over the last few years has been key. And Mitch Kenny coming back in, obviously his communication there as well is going to be have to be spot on in this game. But ball movement, I think it's going to be pretty key for the New Zealand Warriors and Ivan Cleary and his boys. They need to be prepared for it. Um, Now, obviously, when you're moving the ball, there is more risk of handing over the ball. There is more risk of errors and whatnot. And this is what the Penrith Panthers, they'll be relying on the Warriors making mistakes. So the Warriors need to move the ball, but they need to complete high. If they're going to give the the, the Penrith Panthers opportunity after opportunity, they will make them pay. And you know... The Penrith Panthers are going to be ready for this. All right, let's move to my other coach's clipboard, which is, of course, probably in my opinion, coach of the year this year, Andrew Webster. He's done a tremendous job for the New Zealand Warriors, got them all the way to a top four finish. Incredible stuff with the team he was given, not really the team that he picked and recruited and everything. So a huge knock there. Let's have a look at their coach's clipboard for Andrew Webster. And obviously the first name, um, you know, it's pretty boring, but it has to be Nathan Cleary. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. I'll, I'll just read out what I've got written down here for Nathan Cleary. Nathan is always the most dangerous player on the field, but with Luai out, it simply forces Nathan to be even more ball dominant. Mitch Kenny back in simplifies their game as well, putting even more emphasis on Cleary. If you let Nathan control this game with his kicking game, you've already already lost. Flip the narrative and kick early and get Nath on the back foot. Marone's style footy. The only really times we've seen Nath Cleary uncomfortable over the last three years is when he's taking on one the Paramount Eels with Mitch Moses. Huge long kicking game and kicks early in sets. And when they take on the Queensland Maroons when he's playing for New South Wales. And what does DCE do in those games? He kicks early and he turns them around. When was the last time the Panthers looked a little bit shaky? Shock me. It was against the Manly Seagulls a few weeks ago. They played a little bit unorthodox and probably went a little bit too far down that avenue to be fair but DCE and those boys they kicked early they turned the Panthers around they forced them to come out of their own end and it just shakes up every single set you're not expecting the kick on third tackle you're not expecting to turn and chase you have to run back further it's just not how you normally prepare four sets of six I think this is a big thing with the Penrith Panthers and you have a look over the years the teams that have sort of challenged them you know the Paramount Eels with Mitch Moses his long kicking game the Queensland Maroons DCE there was a game against the Cronulla Sharks last year, just before finals, when Nico Hines and the Sharkies, they kicked early all day. And then with about 30 minutes to go, the Sharkies just went completely away from that game plan and Penrith came over the top and dominated. Now, the Sharkies in that game, they went away for it for 30 
minutes. The reality is they probably went away with it from it for about five minutes. But Penrith, they are just like a wave at a beach. Once they get that momentum and they're over the top, they will not stop. They will just keep going. So the Warriors, they need to be prepared to try and make Nath uncomfortable. If you wait till last and you kick it deep after going four or five hit-ups, straight up the guts, trying to out-muscle them, Penrith goes, good or gold. We're going to put it in cruise control. This is where we're comfortable. You have to make this team uncomfortable and you have to make this halfback uncomfortable. You kick early, you force them to come out of their own end, you umbrella defence and you have that real siege mentality in defence. And for the love of God, New Zealand Warriors, when he is getting the ball on fourth or last, for fuck's sake, please kick pressure him. I couldn't believe the lack of kick pressure on him in last year's final series. It blew me away. You need to go after Nath. You need to make your presence felt in this game. But kicking early is going to be the key. Queensland Maroons sort of footy, which we've seen, unfortunately, has shook Nathan in the past. Our next point is trapping To'o. Brian To'o can sniff out a big game from a mile away. Lock him in for 200-plus metres. Now, you either kick away from To'o and force him to take the tough second or third hit up. If you're kicking to him... Kick high. Give away a few metres and win the contest on the ground. Penrith are comfortable when To'o is eating metres. Flip the narrative once again. Make his forwards meet him on second tackle, not the other way around. And this is the other beauty of it with the Penrith Panthers. When you try and just out-muscle him, you get to fifth and you kick it deep. You know, if you kick it to Brian Toe, he just gets on his bike and goes, good as gold. Dill Edwards does the same thing. For me, I would be kicking to Taruva. He's still got a good kick return. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. But at least it means that you can get down, get yourself set, hopefully win that first tackle, and then be ready for Dill Edwards and Brian Toe and try and turn those normal 12-meter hit-ups into eight, 10-meter hit-ups. And you take that as a win. They don't gain momentum. I think if you are going to have to kick to Brian Toe, and to be honest with you, at times, I don't mind kicking to Brian Toe, but it has to be from certain parts of the field. For example, if you're kicking from about halfway, I'm more than happy for you to kick to Brian Toe, but you kick it high and you drop it on the 30-meter line or on the 25-meter line. You give away a couple of meters so that when he catches it, you put him on the ground, you bury him, and you can hold him there and get your defense set. You give away a couple of meters on the kick, no doubt about it, but you don't give away those post-contact meters and you don't allow them to gain momentum. And then those next two tackles, your line speed has to be huge. It's the only way that you can sort of take Brian Toto out of the game outside of kicking to the other wing and knowing here comes Toto on second or third. We're probably going to cop Dill uh, and then we're going to get him. You need to be ready. Line speed needs to be up in his face. If you can limit Brian Toto's meters, this is what the Panthers are used to. They're used to their winger who's essentially a front row forward coming out of their own end. And what I said in, in that text there, normally what you see is as, as the Panthers forwards are walking back, normally Brian Toto comes to meet them. Normally Brian Toto, Dill Edwards, Taruva, Critter, all these guys, they take it until third tackle. And then as you see the Panthers forwards walking back, you see these wingers and centers running past them. What we need to see, if you're going to take on this Panther side, you need the forwards to be meeting the backs instead of the backs meeting the forwards. And the way to do that is with the right kicks into the right spots and winning those first two tackles, which so many teams struggle to do. And you know what? It's really easy to do it in the first two or three sets. You need to be doing it in your 15th. 18th, 21st set throughout the game when it gets tough, when you get tired. Because once again, this is where these Penrith Panthers are comfortable and you need to make them uncomfortable. Let's have a look at our last point. 
for uh, Coach Andrew Webster. This one I just called the Alphas, and I'm talking about Moses Liotta, and I'm talking about James Fisher-Harris. And we sort of already spoke about this with AFB, but the big, the big test with the Panthers is going toe-to-toe with JFH and Liotta. The Alphas in the toughest arena for the last three years. The Waz can beat them with ball movement at times, but they'll need to match them in physicality to stand a chance. Over to you, AFB. He's the man in the arena for the Warriors. They need his best and toughest footy in this one. Already sort of covered this a little bit previously in the podcast, guys, but this is this is a big game for AFB. This is a big moment for him to stand up and take on the best of the best, the best one-two punch in rugby league when it comes to front row forwards, and he needs to take it to, take it to them. Hopefully, he has got Tohu Harris with him. I'm not hearing that he's out, but there's so many weird whispers around uh, with him. I just really, really hope that AFB really matches it with these two. It's so much easier for me to say it sitting here behind a microphone than going out and doing the damn thing. But the reason why I point AFB out like this is because I know the sort of ability he's got. I know he's one of the best front row forwards in rugby league. I know that he's underrated because he doesn't play Origins. He doesn't play internationals. He, he plays for Tonga, obviously, but he doesn't get to play for the Kiwis and all that. So he sort of gets a little bit less attention than what he should. But AFB, he is destructive as all hell. And finally this year, we've started to see it. But a lot of what we've seen has been against these 12 other teams. This is the game where AFB needs to stand up and knock the front door down and take on the biggest, baddest guys in rugby league who have dominated it for the last few years. He needs to take control of these guys. He's got all these other forwards to help him. But AFB, if he's not leading from the front, I I don't give the Warriors a chance here. He needs to not only match it with these guys, he needs to give it to Liotta and Fisher-Harris, which essentially... Very few guys have been able to do over the last few years. Definitely no one's been able to do it on the bright lights of finals footy. So over to you, AFB. I think he holds the keys to this Warriors side. Fingers crossed, guys. SJ is able to play. It is the big worry. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. If SJ is out... I just can't really see a world where the Warriors managed to pull an upset here. But with him in, with AFB firing, I do give them a shot. It's the biggest challenge in rugby league. Going to Penrith to take on the Penrith Panthers and Nathan Cleary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A huge, huge test. But the Warriors, they're coming off a week off. They've had two weeks to prepare for this. If Sean Johnson there, if AFB's there, if Toy Harris is there, if all these guys are fit and available, there's no reason why they can't. Believe in your team, New Zealand Warriors fans. You have all year. People are doubting you. I'm doubting you. Believe in your team. Believe in miracles here because it can happen. It's rugby league. You did it to the Melbourne Storm all those years ago. Michael Witt scoring in the corner. Why can't the 2023 New Zealand Warriors do the same thing? ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.